finance rules of thumb. Not always true, but usually true. On today's show, investment and retirement rules of thumb everyone should know. Welcome to the Financial Insider with Mark McCanny and Eric Seabolt. Well, hello and welcome to the show. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan, in the studio with me, Mark McKinney, Eric Siebel, Novus Financial Group. The show is the Financial Insider. Eric and Mark, welcome. I hope you guys are doing well today. We're doing fantastic, Gary. All right, let's dive right into it. You know, a rule of thumb is an approximate method of, uh, of doing something based on practical experience rather than theory. We have a bunch of these related to investing and retirement. Uh, Mark, why don't you start us off today? Yeah, Gary. Um, as I'm, I was looking at our show notes today that we kind of wanted to get out and talk about some of these things, some of the rules of thumb. And I think that one of the ones that uh, people generally ask us is, you know, should I invest in individual stocks? And, you know, they, they see, they watch CNBC and they see Amazon and Facebook and, and all of those stocks and they go wild or some of these cryptocurrencies. Or, or it's just should I invest in index funds? And, and I think that uh, you know, for for the most part, when we're talking about retirement planning, we don't want to um, gamble with your money on on one individual share. Um, so we we generally recommend index funds. So we're spreading the risk around. And generally speaking, um, you know, the costs associated with those are fairly low. Also, could you so explain th- to our listeners what index fund is versus uh, a regular stock, real quick? Okay. Yeah. So an index fund is is just kind of what it sounds like. It's a it's, it is a broad um, grouping of similar type stocks. So, for example, there's the S and P 500, which generally groups together um, in in some sort of a portfolio or basket um, a share of each individual company. So, when you buy into that index fund, you're buying um, a share that represents ownership of a lots of different stocks. So, you have fractional ownership of many, many, many different stocks. So if one were to, to go down or plummet, you wouldn't necessarily see it um, affect your portfolio value so drastically as if you owned the one individual share, for example, that that fell drastically in value. So, you know, it's a way of mitigating your risk and, you know, not putting all your eggs in one basket. So that's kind of, it's the financial equivalent of not putting all your eggs in one basket. So, Eric, I know that one of the you know, one of the things that we talk or you talk about a lot is our fees associated um, with index funds versus, uh, you know, actively managed funds. And, and I think you should bring the listening audience up to speed on on what you generally educate folks on. Mark, as you know, I hate fees. Fees are a drain. They are an anchor. They w- withdraw money out of folks accounts and give them that much less opportunity to accumulate assets over the long term. Actively managed funds just simply put, have higher fees than index funds. And the crazy thing is that I can't remember what year it was, Mark, but it wasn't that long ago that there was a a study done. I think it was a Dalbar study. A Dalbar study, yep. And that study was they had a chimp, a chimpanzee, actually picked a certain number of actively managed funds and took that as a kind of a bucket of funds in, in and of itself and compared the growth of those chimp picked funds stocks with active- individual stocks wasn't it that he was picking they were just uh, they were pointing to different stocks and then he would they were comparing that against an active manager and guess what the result was gary <laughs> i'm saying the chip must have won <laughs> <laughs> yeah the chimp won <laughs> So that's not to say that there aren't certain funds out there that do really well any particular year. There's always some manager out there that tends to beat the market. It just doesn't happen very often. And if you look at over a a longer period of time, like 10 or 15 years, that manager does not keep up with the index funds. It's just by the time that you back out all of their fees and they experience their downsides as, as well as the index funds experiencing their downsides, they don't keep up with the performance of the index funds. So the question is, what are they getting paid for? <laughs> Good question. And it, well, some, that's kind Somebody of has philosophy. to buy BMWs, Eric. I mean, the, the, that, <laughs> that's, that, that's the reality is that most of these active managers don't on a 10, 15, 20-year time frame, they don't outperform their respective benchmark index. And, um, you know, one, one of the other things that as they're buying and selling and trying to look into their crystal ball, which is usually cloudy, 
um, as we've seen. Uh, what they're also doing is creating uh, tax liabilities. So that as they um, turn the portfolio over, that's a metric you want to look out for is, you know, what's the turnover rate? How uh, often are they buying and selling on your behalf? Um, that, you know, that creates individual tax liabilities. And I'll give you a, a little anecdote back in, I think it was probably 2008, um, when the market declined significantly, I had an, an elderly client that came to me and she had a, 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 more, a portfolio of mutual funds and they declined, you know, like 28%. Um, I mean, they actually didn't decline 38%, but they did decline um, because she was in a relatively conservative index. But what ended up happening is even though the portfolio lost you know, $100,000, she got a tax bill and, and, you know, had a short-term capital gain of over $30,000. So when her funds were losing money because of the buying and selling that the that the um, the manager was doing, she still actually had a, a positive, um, unfortunately, a, a net um, capital gain for the year that she had to pay. And, uh, you know, that wasn't a, a comfortable conversation. Luckily, uh, you know, I, I, I was not her advisor. I would not have had her in that. Um, but she came and became a client of, uh, of the Novus Financial Group. And we got her out of that and got her into index funds because what you'll, what you'll always find um, is that they're obviously because you're just holding the index. You're not actively trading and selling those stocks. There's not a manager there trying to outperform an index. You just you're just holding them. So they're a lot more tax efficient. So you have this degree of tax efficiency that you get in index funds. You just don't get in actively managed funds, generally speaking. And so that's that's another reason why, you know, the ownership cost is less expensive because you don't have the tax bill to go along with the additional manager fee as they try to, you know, outpace an index, which you know history shows they typically don't. All right, we are speaking with Mark McCanny, Eric Siebold, Nova's Financial Group. The show is the Financial Insider. Our goal at the show is help you make the best decisions. So anything you hear along the way today, uh, just make a note of it. And at the end of each segment, we're going to give you a phone number. You can call and get some more information or get that free no-obligation roadmap to your financial future. All right, we've been looking at uh, rules of thumb. Uh, let's see, uh, Eric, we have any more that we want to discuss in this segment? Yeah, you know, I think another big rule of thumb here is that you shouldn't really try to compete with the big boys when it comes to investing in stocks. So outside of the index funds that we're talking about, there are also the individual stocks. And the big boys I'm talking about are institutional investors. These are the folks who are full-time investors. It's their job. It's their livelihood. And they control about 85% of the stock trades that are happening on a daily basis. So a lot of folks like to try to play the market, time the market, and it's, it's playing with fire, really. It, by the time that you're seeing something happen in the market or you're seeing a stock move or anything is going on with that particular company, you're seeing it after the other 85% of the market already saw it and already traded on it. So a good rule of thumb is don't try to time the market. Don't try to, to beat the, the people, the institutional investors that are doing this day in and day out every day and know these companies inside and outside. All right, a couple of minutes left in the uh, segment. Uh, this one, I've, I'm familiar with this one. Why don't you guys explain this to our listeners? The rule of 72. The rule of 72 is another good rule of thumb, Gary. It, basically, it's you take the number 72 and you divide it by the number of years that you want to double your money by. And so, for example, if you want to double your money in 18 years, you're going to try to get a 4% interest rate. So 72 divided by 18 years equals 4%. Or if you work the equation the other way, if you're getting a 4% interest rate, well, divide 72 by, by that 4, and that's how many years it's going to take to double your money at that particular rate of return. No, oh, it makes sense to me. So you, you really want more than 1% because that would take you uh, 72 years. It's <laughs> a very long time. <laughs> That's right. That's why we don't invest in CDs anymore. I got you. <laughs> You're going to go broke. Do it safely. Exactly. All right. Just another minute or two left. So let's uh, keep hitting on these. Uh, uh, Eric, what else you got for us? Uh, I'd also say one of the common mistakes that a lot of folks make is they make emotional investment decisions. You know, they feel like, man, I, I see the volatility in the market. I see the risk. I see the swings. It's just crazy. I see my account balance 
go way up one day and then crash down the next day. And, and they try to play the market again and because they're making the emotional decisions. And I would say it's better to, to don't do something from an emotional perspective, obviously, you know, and uh, Mark, wouldn't you agree with that? Yeah, Eric, I agree. Um, in terms of making emotional investment decisions, uh, one of the things that we see a lot is when the market does have a hiccup, immediately people will run to safety and then miss the rebound. And uh, so, you know, I think to Eric's point that you know, kind of stay invested and don't try to time it because, you know, a member of my own family, you know, that uh, I don't manage their money, but, um, you know, some time ago, I think it was late 2018 when, um, the market had a significant, a little bit of a correction when interest rates were pondered. Um, they pulled out and went into a fixed account and uh, missed the rebound and basically lost 20% of their portfolio. So, you know, I, I think it's critical, like Eric said, you know, don't, don't just don't watch CNBC all day long because typically these dips don't last, you know, as long as, as people think they are, you know, you know, within 18 months, things are usually back. And, uh, you know, the problem is a lot of people that are sitting on the wealth in this country are at home with nothing to do. And they get concerned when they when they see news cycle after news cycle that tends to focus on bad news. But there's a lot of great things going on and the market tends to come back pretty quickly. All right. Sounds like some good advice. You know, watch Murder, She Wrote or something. Just don't sit there yes. with CNBC yes. today, you know, right. anything, Matt Lack, yeah. anything, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And, it, it, you know, Gary, another good rule of thumb is that and we hit on it a little bit earlier is to keep cost as low as possible. Mm -hmm. And that's another good reason to get into those index funds. And uh, if somebody doesn't keep an eye on what the fees are that they're actually paying right now, or if they're just not sure of what the fees are in their portfolio in general, you know, obviously it's a good reason to reach out to somebody like us, you know, give us a call and let us take a look at your, your, uh, portfolio we'll we'll do a fees analysis on it and we'll figure out you know what are the fees here what is the drag on your portfolio and i mean we could give you a couple ideas on on how to reduce those fees and improve your opportunity for accumulation over the long term so if you have fees in your portfolio which everybody does and you're just not sure what they are then give us a call and we'll do a quick fees analysis for you complimentary and we'll give you that opportunity to find out what you are paying to who you're paying in your portfolio. All right. Your chance to benefit from a personalized retirement income plan. Call right now. Ten slots available on their calendar. Get on the calendar right now. Remember, the consultation is offered no cost or no obligation. Uh, firms can charge show anywhere from, uh, you know, $1,000 or more, but absolutely free. 800-654-3234. 800-654-3234. We are going to take a short break, but when we come back, what do you want to talk about next, guys? All right, Gary, when we come back, be ready to answer this question. What does retirement look like for you and your spouse? There's no right or wrong answers, and we'll break it down when we come right back. Welcome back to the show. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. In the studio with me, Mark Bikini. Eric Siebold of Novus Financial Group. The show is the Financial Insider. So let me give you this uh, scenario to both uh, Mark and Eric, all right? So imagine this, you and your spouse are maybe in your 50s sitting across, you know, from the financial advisor talk about that big day when you're going to walk out of the office for the last time. Suddenly becomes like an episode of Green Acres. Hold on. Green Acres is the place to be. Farm living is the life for me. We all remember that, don't we? Oh, yeah. I'll oh, never what a that. gem. Oh, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> that's enough of that. So uh, when you realize you're going to have that conversation about retirement and what it looks like, you really need to get on the same page. I mean, there's a lot to discuss between couples here when they walk into your office. I'm sure you guys get this all the time. You kind of look at each other and go, well, I don't know about that. What about you? Right. Budgeting is, is huge, Gary. You know, when you're getting ready to retire, the two biggest questions we always get, it, one of them, the first question is, do I have enough money to retire? And we can obviously do the analysis there. We'll do your, uh, what we call the put yourself first plan. And that plan is to look at first in terms of F-I-R-S-T. We're going to look at your fees, 
We're going to look at your income for retirement, and that's when we're talking about the budgeting here. We're going to look at the risk, F-I-R now, the risk, the safety and security. So we're going to do a safe asset report for you, and we're going to look at your taxes. Now, to do all that, though, what we're thinking of and, and the reason that, that we're doing all that is we're looking at your budget and your lifestyle. You know, should you stay in your home? Should you move? You know, but before you retire, you need to have a serious conversation with your spouse about how much your retirement income sources will allow you to spend each month. Because that leads to the second question, Gary, and that is, what are my chances of running out of money during my lifetime? Well, that has two parts of it. It's well, how much money do we have and how much are we spending? So when you look at 12 months of income, we try to we look at it as, hey, is that sustainable? Is our income sustainable? Is our lifestyle sus- sustainable based on the bills that we have? And everybody's different when it comes in to uh, talk to you guys because everybody's lifestyle is a little bit different. Some people just, you know, content and sitting around and hanging out and not doing a whole lot. Others want to travel and do all kinds of things, you know, go visit the grandkids or whatever. Right. That's right. You know, and Mark, you know, we like to talk about when we're, when we're going through these types of questions with folks, we, we'd like to lay out our go, go, slow, go, no, go philosophy with Mm -hmm. them. Right. Yeah. Um, Eric, I I think that, uh, first of all, let me just say that, Generally speaking, when it comes to questions that might um, promote a spirited conversation between a husband and a wife, um, I just leave the room. That's generally (laughs) I leave that to Eric. So I'm not as well versed in this area. But what I would say is that if I were going to, um, you you know, give us a call. One of the things I think you probably want to do ahead of time is kind of have some basic idea of how you envision retirement. Um, and I think that, uh, like Gary said, you have a general idea going in, you know, are, are you a beach person or are you like my parents to sit at home and watch the big Valley on free TV? Um, Green acres. Come on. That's right. Yes. That's it. When he's not stealing my cable for, um, sporting events. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I think that, uh, you know, you know, Obviously, you know, you got to look at some things that are at the top of the list, which basically is you got to take care of yourself first. You know, obviously, you see all these commercials with people in the cardigans on the beach and they're talking about legacy planning. But again, you know, that that's one of those issues where, you know, you've got to have to have your own income plan. You've got to know how are you going to take care of yourself, you know, and protect your own assets first and foremost before you think about giving stuff to the grandkids or other generations or um, other charitable organizations. Um, But I mean, again, we do have clients that come in and they have, you know, um, you know, all kinds of things they want to do and they have, um, you know, money they want to, you know, donate to charities. Eric works with some and and, and, uh, some charities around town here in Columbus. And and, uh, I think there's a lot you can get from that in terms of just satisfaction. So the financial planning process has to not only just make sense on on paper, but it has to make you fulfilled and, and happy in life. Yeah. And it, hey, while we're talking about charitable organizations, let, let me introduce this for just a minute here. You know, we like to spotlight charities every now and then, Gary, mm-hmm. um, especially the ones that we find are, are really fantastic in our area. And uh, one of the spotlight charities today, Gary, is an incredible charitable organization that you may not have heard of yet. And uh, I say yet because they have such an incredible mission that they really should eventually have a presence in every city, in every state. And uh, in 2018, Mommies Matter was founded and began offering extensive support services to pregnancy centers. Now, it's a nonprofit 501c3 charitable organization. Um, They offer accompaniment and mentorship for single mothers once they have made the brave choice for life for their babies and against abortion. Mommies Matter, uh, they work closely with local pregnancy centers, uh, hospitals, and other social service organizations and churches. Uh, They bring in an extended array of services unique to the single mothers. And Mommies Matter is really, it's a, guys, it's a pro-life and really, a, I would say, a pro-love community who's, you know, they're volunteers. They're called allies. They seek to build authentic relationships with pregnant single moms. 
and uh, to to kind of journey alongside them as their allies and and their the mom's quest for you know restoration and wholeness. Uh, their hope is for really every single mom to embrace her dignity and value as a woman. And I, I guess I could sum it up by saying, you know, simply put, doing life together is the mission of Mommy's Matters. So if, if any of our compassionate, caring listeners care to join them in supporting single mothers who choose life for their babies, consider giving getting involved today. That's uh, fantastic. Reach out to, yeah, you could... It, if you want to learn more about it, you're listening today and, you know, you're an individual, you're looking to do something to volunteer, to contribute to just an incredible organization, you know, go to mommiesmatter.org and, and there's a lot of information there for you that you, you can contribute or volunteer. Um, and also, if you have any kind of influence over your company's giving uh, and you think you might be willing to introduce one new group to the list of the few companies that your company supports on an annual basis can take a look at mommy's matter and you can again go to mommiesmatter.org and check them out all right boy great uh, great information eric thank you for sharing that uh with our listeners if you're just joining us the show is the financial insider uh mark mckinney eric seabolt and it is a novus financial group we are chatting about lots of things and Getting on the same page with your spouse when you enter retirement or get near retirement. We've been covering things like budget and lifestyle. And, well, there's also stay or move or Social Security. Lots of uh, lots of issues you have to be on the same page with your spouse. There are a lot of retirement risks, aren't there, Mark? You know, that's one of the reasons why we do our, our risk analysis and our safe asset reports for mm-hmm. folks. And so, you know, if you want to call in today to the first 10 callers, and we do this every week, the first... And I think last week, Mark, the first 10 callers got filled up about 30 minutes into the show. Yeah, um, they did the first, as we looked at it. Yeah. But the first 10 callers, you can get either your foot yourself first report, which is where we look at your fees, your income, your risk, the safety of your portfolio, your taxes. We can do all that for you. But if you also just want to get in and work on one or two pieces at a time and before you go into a full-blown put yourself first type of analysis, you know, I, I would suggest considering um, what, since we're talking about retirement risk and budgeting and having enough money in your retirement, Mark, wouldn't you say that probably the, the first, if you were just going to start with one or two reports mm-hmm. out of our put yourself first plan would probably be to look at your safe asset report. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And, and the reason being, as you look at the landscape right now, um, where we sit, I think that the couple of macroeconomic trends I'm seeing developing could um, impact you know all of us. And the first would be energy prices. You know, we are in the you know the you know, the absolute coldest part of the year right now. And um, but as we move into summer, and you know, obviously things start to open up, stuff that's seasonal. Um, you obviously see energy prices. If, if those continue to rise in, in, along with the inflation we're seeing, one of the concerns I have is that we could, you know, see a, a recession. And, you know, we, we are in a precarious position, and I think most economists would agree that right now. But, but with that said, I think one of the things that you still have to consider is the stock market is so relatively high, and it seems rather disconnected. You know, Wall Street's very disconnected from Main Street. Um, a lot of people are hurting out there financially. Meanwhile, the stock market's at all times high. Um, but you know, again, I think I think that um, if you're if you're probably wondering where to start, it's to get that safe asset report because what we can do with that report is to show you how to essentially lock in or take some profits off the table and prepare yourself for, um, you know, if we do have a recession and in and, and an economic slowdown, but we're also still going to position you to take advantage of market upside, should it just continue? So I think that that's kind of the first part because you really want to protect what you've got. And it's so very difficult to, um, you know, to, to look at other pieces when you're emotionally frazzled um, when your when your portfolio is down, so I would say, take take the opportunity with one of our offers and get the safe asset report, and then we can kind of kick off the process with that. Or maybe that's all you really need. But either way, I think it's one of the most valuable reports for this particular um, financial terrain, if you will. All right, the first step: sit down with a financial coach. 
If something we're talking about resonates with you and you feel the need to get that second opinion or make sure your plan is really aligned with your goals and you worry about your risk tolerance and all those things we've been talking about today, just get on the phone with uh, Mark or Eric, 800-654-3234. Maybe just have a simple question. We'd love to hear from you. 800-654-3234. We are going to be back in a minute with Mark and Eric of Novus Financial Group and the show, The Financial Insider. We'll take a short break. What do we got coming up next, Mark? Well, Gary, uh, when we come back, uh, when it comes to retirement planning, there are plenty of options. No matter what you choose, you need to make sure you've got all your bases covered. Um, When we come back, we're going to take a look and delve into that subject a little more. Welcome back to the show. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan, in the studio. Mark McKenney, Eric Siebel, Novus Financial Group. The show is the Financial Insider, and Novus Financial Group is the website. Just a wealth of information on that website as well. I'd like to welcome back Mark and Eric. So they're planners, advisors, brokers, agents. The list of people want to help you manage your retirement portfolio is long. The question is, which one is right for you? Do you need all these people? We're going to wade through the uh, the hype and get to the nitty-gritty and make sure you got your plan that you need when it comes to your retirement. So, Mark, let's start off with uh, with you. It seems like there's a lot of people uh, wanting to put their fingers in your pie here, I guess, huh? Well, yeah, yeah but, you know, Gary, I think that the, what you find is there's a lot of um, people that, you know, kind of hold their shingle out as doing um, full-service planning, but they really aren't. And, um, you know, really they just address one thing. You know, there's, there, believe it or not, there are still stockbrokers out there that are buying and selling stocks and charging fees like it's the 1970s, you know. <laughs> um, so I think that, you know, what we want to do is look for kind of a fee-based approach, um, that, you know, that we, we employ that. And, uh, you know, we obviously try to do the best for our clients as a fiduciary um, and uh, we're actually required to by law. So um, th- that's one of the, the things we, we, we pride ourselves on. But I think that, again, when you break down the process, you've got, you've got several different units that you really need to address um, in the income planning process, or I should say the, the financial planning process. And I think one of the first ones the, that we'd like to address, uh, you know, as we move through a more full and comprehensive process is an income plan, because the day you leave that company is the day you become your own payroll department. And a lot of people don't know how to take this bucket of money that they've got and turn it into a systematic, um, you know, stream of income that they can rely on for, you know, maybe up to 30 years. And, and that bucket of money has got to also fund all your goals and your dreams too. So, you know, we have the ability to take that, and you bring your information to us and we can say, hey, let's take a look at your Social Security or if you have any pensions, let's, uh, you know, let's create some a plan that you're comfortable with and a construct that you can operate within um, so that your, you know, your, your income plan is going to allow you to sleep at night for the next 30 years as you uh, enter the retirement phase. Yeah, and a lot of, a lot of folks just handle um, the investment side. They don't concern themselves too much with the income side because the investment side is where where most of the money they want to sell your product in a lot of cases and don't have your best interest at heart but you know like mark would just said they're a fiduciary they're obligated by law to put your interest first so we talked about income planning what are some other things we should be concerned ourselves about with i would say mark that the the next most important when especially when you get towards the retirement phase you know because we spend good 30, 40 years in the accumulation phase. And as we get closer to the retirement phase, we need to start worrying about preserving our assets. And that's why a lot of times when you hear about the modern portfolio theory and the balanced asset portfolio strategy, you start thinking about, well, how much money do I really need to squeeze the balloon in order to to put into something that's a little bit safer so that if something does happen in the market that's really drastic, my portfolio isn't affected that much. And that's when we start assessing your risk tolerance so that we can figure out, is your risk tolerance lined up with the risk that, that we have to have in your portfolio? And that's, again, you know, I, I'll keep going back to our Put Yourself First program. Well, risk is the R part of the F-I-R-S-T program. 
And uh, so, you know, we talked a second ago about income planning. Now we're getting into the risk of your portfolio. And we, and we really need to start thinking about, you know, adjusting your portfolio to reduce fees, volatility control, uh, ways to reduce risk while still working towards your goals. Because if you reduce them so far, well, you're, now you're, you're hurting your chances of accumulating assets. You know, there's a trade-off. How, how much risk do you want to take versus how much do you need in order to gain the assets that you're going to need for retirement? You know, Eric, uh, if I could just jump in for a second. Sure. We talked to Rules of Thumb earlier, and one thing that I've heard, and I don't know how valid it is anymore, that you would take uh, 100, subtract your age, and that's the percentage of uh, of risk you should take in your portfolio. That's, that's still accurate, or is that just an old axiom that we don't concern too much ourselves about too much these days? To me, that's an old axiom. You know, everybody is different. So just throwing everybody in there based on their age to me, it doesn't make a lot of sense, especially mm-hmm. since everybody is going to live a different length of time and everybody is going to retire at a different period of time. You know, like we're, we're talking with a gentleman right now who wants to retire early, and that means before 65, sometimes it's even before 60. Well, considering in his particular family that his father and his uh, grandfather both live to be 95 years old. Well, this this guy's going to have a good 30, potentially 35 years sure. of living in his retirement that mm-hmm. he's going to need assets and income for. Well, that might be different for somebody whose parents uh, didn't have that type of life expectancy and they passed away at 78. Mm-hmm. You know, so just throwing some kind of rule of thumb when it comes to how long somebody's going to live in retirement. That's that's shaky ground right there when you're talking about planning and income planning for the long term. All right. Thanks for clearing that up, Eric. That t- makes total sense. We are speaking with Mark McCanny and Eric Siebold, Novus Financial Group. The show is the Financial Insider. We're here for you to give you all the information you need as you uh, dive into retirement or maybe you're in that pre-retirement years. Uh, give them a call at the end of each uh, segment. We have a special offer for you. Uh, we are talking about uh, all the people you need or don't need as you approach your retirement. We're covering things like income planning, uh, assessing risk tolerance, and of course, uh, taxes. That's a big deal, too, of course. Mm-hmm. Oh, probably one of the bigger ones, Gary. You know, every year... Um, we see, well, I would say many, if not most clients aren't taking advantage of all of the tax planning that could benefit them down the road. And uh, I would say that the sooner we can get you on track, the better, because oftentimes we see people, they'll come to us at age 65 and say, you know, I heard your radio show and, you know, here's my, here's what we have. And we say, well, do you have any Roth IRA or anything like that? And they say, no, I've got a 401k. Mm -hmm. And you say, well, you know, there's still a Roth side, you know, a tax-free side to a 401k. Have you, did you invest in that? And almost uh, inevitably, a lot of people say, no, I never did. So, you know, in so many words, you know, they uh, are saying that whatever uh, share the government wants to take of your retirement portfolio is kind of up to Congress that, <laughs> at that point in time. So, you know, we want to we want to make sure that people are maximizing the opportunities to kind of, you know, diversify their tax qualifications. And on, and on, and on that uh, on that front, there's another thing that the you know, the the IRS has provided us some pretty neat tools to mitigate health care planning types of issues down the road. And people are oftentimes not aware of these really, really neat and slick ways that you can take IRA assets and, you know, amplify them into um, a bigger pool of money to um, tax efficiently take care of you in a long-term care scenario. And a lot of people don't realize how, how that these have been out there for a long time and they're just underutilized. But, you know, if you were to give us a call uh, we'll, we're more than happy to show those to all of our clients, and um, and if you wanted to, Mark, you know, it, it just want to report, Mark, we we would be happy to do that too. Yeah, Mark, don't we find that these types of changes too for most people are, are more of tweaks than they are just completely yeah. changing yeah. everything that they're doing. You know, yeah, they're not so wholesale I, changes. I mean, at all, they're just hey, look, you're not aware of that. Let's 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 you know direct some money into that. Um, you know, different option that you have that may, you know, benefit you from a tax perspective or a diversification. You know, it's not necessarily when you call, when people call us that, you know, oh my gosh, everything you did is wrong. You've got to switch it. You've got to just 
completely blow up everything you're doing and change. It's generally not that. It's, hey, you know, there's three things we here see that you could definitely take advantage of. And then, you know what? People are, you know, they're off and running. So I, and we're happy to yeah. share that knowledge with you. But uh, I think, again, take take advantage of our one of our offers and give us a call. And um, but I think right now, I think the safe asset report's probably what's on everybody's mind and can can really kick off the process and um, provide some extreme value right now with the stock market being high and where we sit right now macroeconomically. I think that's the most pertinent report to get moving in the process, don't you, Eric? Yeah, and, and when it comes, you know, what is the safe asset report? Well, what we need to do is take a look at your portfolio, see how it's balanced right now, see what kind of risk you're in. And for that safe portion of your portfolio, which a lot of times represents, you know, bonds, um, you know, what are, what are some of the instruments that are in a safe part of the portfolio, Mark? You know, bonds or, um, you know, you know, maybe some blue chip stocks, something that's very, very vanilla. Um, oftentimes you'll see fixed annuities or CDs, um, some, you know, life insurances, anything that's of a low risk and probably low yielding nature. Um, you know, th those are the types of things we're going to look at and, and kind of show you some ways that you can take those assets that are maybe making one or three percent, but give it the opportunity to make six or seven, you know, something along those lines, a, a, a realistic rate of return that can, can keep pace with today's rate of inflation. Because, uh, I mean, as you know, we just clocked seven percent inflation on an annualized basis at the last reading. And um, boy, I'll tell you that that's going to eat into a lot of portfolios. So if you're sitting out there with money at banks and CDs or money markets, you know, definitely give us a call and uh, we can, if you give us how, an, an idea of how much you have, we can customize a safe asset report for you and give you some options to get those dollars working a little harder for you. All right. So next 10 callers who have at least $100,000 saved for retirement, they are going to do for you what they've just talked about with Mark and Eric have been uh, chatting with you folks today. Design a custom, easy to understand financial review, no cost or no obligation. They'll get you those reports. The number is 800-654-3234. And uh, Eric can uh, Mark, a lot of these other firms can charge I hear maybe a thousand or two thousand dollars for these reports. Yeah, definitely. I mean, people generally a full scale financial plan. You know, if you're going to a fee only planner, then they may charge you. You know, the sky's the limit. Mm -hmm. um, but but uh, you know, one of the things that on on that uh, subject, Gary, what we see probably some of the biggest offenders in terms of fees are insurance products like variable annuity products. I mean, it's not uncommon to see with the different features uh, that can be um, you know, purchased from an insurance company. We've seen three, four, and maybe even 5% fees wow. per year. So if mm -hmm. you're holding something like that, definitely give us a call um, because you're going to want to review it. You may not change it, but you wouldn't, you want to be at least be aware of what you're paying and the benefit that you're getting for that. Cause sometimes you see these benefits and you think, boy, in order to, to collect on that, you'd have to be hit by a 600 pound purple canary on Tuesday. You know, that's just not going to happen, <laughs> yeah. but they're charging a fee for it, you know? So, um, you know, more knowledge is better than less knowledge. All right. 800-654-3234. 800-654-3234. Get a hold of uh, Mark and Eric. We are going to take a short break. We will be right back with uh, your favorite part of the show. Isn't that right, Eric? Yep. Well, Gary, when we come back, we've got my favorite part of the show, which is questions from listeners and fun facts about retirement. So we'll be right back. Welcome back to the show. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan, in the studio with me, Mark McKenney, Eric Seabolt of Novus Financial Group. The show is the Financial Insider. And uh, by the way, that's the name of the uh, website, too. It's uh, Novus Financial Group. Just a wealth of information on that website as we welcome back Mark and Eric into the show. Let's get to our questions. All right, Charlie from Canal Winchester. Do I need to move my investments if I've recently moved from one state to another? 
I have several investment accounts being managed by my previous financial advisor. The accounts that he manages includes an IRA, 529 plans for my grandchildren, and a taxable account, 70 years old, and I've been retired for 10 years. The state where I live or have investments or currently have income tax, a new state does not. Are there any tax implications or anything tangible that would adversely affect my investments now that I live in a new state? Long question, but go ahead, guys. Who wants to tackle this one first? The key is, you know, we're talking about, uh, Charlie, you're, you're 70 years old, and you obviously need to, to put your retirement first. You know, and that's, again, that's why we started our Put Yourself First program at the Novus Financial Group, our proprietary uh, analysis program. And so when you're sitting at 70 years old, you know, you're talking about your IRAs, you're talking about, uh, which is a taxable account, by the way, you know, when, when you, when you're growing your IRA, you're talking about assets that have not yet been taxed. So we, what's important at that point is when you're drawing those assets down, you have to think about, well, how much am I going to draw down? Because I'm going to have to pay taxes on that entire amount that I draw out of that IRA. Uh, the 529 plans for the grandchildren, that's, that's wonderful to, to consider that you have that. And uh, the income state taxes, obviously, is going to have a big impact on what you're doing. You know, any kind of taxes are, aren't they, Mark? You know, we're, we're always thinking about with, when you're considering your Social Security as a layer of income, your own bucket of money or which which buckets of money you're going to draw down mm-hmm. is going to increase your income. They're possibly going to take you into new tax brackets, or maybe you could pull levers uh, in terms of the right type yeah. of planning like we do to keep you in a lower tax bracket. You know, Eric, I think what we've always said to people is don't let taxes drive what your your investment strategy or your income strategy um, you know moving from state to state is not going to make a material difference in the investments um, but I, what I think it what might is you remember um, insurance products are governed at the state level so oftentimes what we do see is people that are coming in from California or New York and parachuting into town will have um, more attractive options for them than they had in their previous state. So, you know, just like Gary was saying, you know, you know, there's a lot of people out there doing parts of the planning process, but we do it all. So, you know, we do we do have our, you know, advise our clients on insurance. We do investments. We do look at the long-term care and the taxes. We'd look at it all. So I would say what, what, what I do think and a couple of clients I think you know who I'm talking about when you when you're in a different state you know there's some states that are very not they're not so friendly when it comes to insurance planning um, but if you're coming into Ohio from a different state you're likely going to be much more much more pleased with what you see here so I would say that if that's if I had somebody coming in from a different state um, that would be the first area we would look at is say hey you know, let's, let's get that part of your plan nailed down because that's actually governed at the state level as opposed to, you know, investment tax rates, et cetera, et cetera. All right. Good question from Charlie. You can always uh, get a hold of Mark and Eric after the show. Let's go to Chester and Powell. How do you withdraw money from your portfolio once you're retired? If you have a portfolio and want to withdraw 4% each year, do I just sell off enough shares to get to that 4% and try to gain enough income that uh, builds it back up? Uh, Am I making this really harder than it has to be? Mark, I would say that he's he's not making it harder, but when you are drawing down assets in your portfolio, you do want to think about, well, what assets are those that you're actually liquidating? Yeah. If I were to to give him any counsel, I would say there are smart ways to withdraw and there are not as smart ways to withdraw um, the money you need to live on every year. Um, You know, we have a lot of different options in terms of creating reliable income streams um, you know, we can we can do that through asset allocation or we can do that through offloading some risk. Um, so I would say to, to Chester is to give us a call and say, you know, what are you trying to accomplish? You know, do you take it monthly? Do you take it quarterly? And then let's build something that even if the market's in a, in a you know, in a trough, that it isn't going to affect your plan. Because I think that what, uh, you know, Chester's will be getting at is, you know, back in, I don't know, was it John McCain? 
um, got required minimum distribution suspended one year because the market was down so much and people were having to liquidate their portfolios. And uh, once they did it, they weren't going to be able to recover as well. So let's not get into that. We can build a plan around that. And, uh, you know, again, that's the sleep well at night plan. And that's under the safe and secure report that we can give you. So, again, I would say take advantage of our free offer. We can we can definitely help Chester. He just needs to get um, uh, with us and we can we can advise him the right way to take his money. All right. We're speaking with Mark McKenna, Eric Seabolt, and the show is the Financial Insider. At the end of the segment, we'll tell you about a, a special offer at the end of the show, actually, we're in our last segment right now, answering questions from our listeners like Danny in Zanesville. Uh, this one sounds a little scary to me. I transferred money from my 401k to my Roth 401k at ERA. Can I move the funds back without penalty? Uh, will this ERA have to be recorded as income? Hmm. You know, get with your tax advisor on that one. Um, but that shouldn't happen, I guess, is my point, is if you're working with a group like us, we're going to make sure that when you're doing any sort of transfers, we, we, we will check the appropriate box, um, you know, from the, uh, the origin to the destination fund to make sure that it's done correctly. You know, we see this a lot with, uh, you know, self-helpers is that they, you know, kind of kind of roll their money around from time to time. That's one of the big things we see is mm -hmm. misclassification. The other thing we often see is people not taking their RMDs in time. And that's a 50%, I think, don't mm -hmm. quote me on that. I think yep. it's 50% excise on that one. So, you know, again, um, one of the things you can do for yourself is just let uh, let somebody, uh, you know, like, like the Novus Group, take a look at what you're doing before you pull the trigger on it. And then we can make sure that uh, there aren't going to be any of these issues you'd have to work through because they can take some time to to iron out once they're once they've been made yeah that's the main difference between the 401k and the roth 401k is the way they're taxed mm -hmm. so right. that's so uh, that's that's a big deal all right let's move on to jay in dublin i am self-employed with approximately 1.2 million in various iras 401ks and a couple of annuities i also have another 250,000 in liquid savings i will probably never fully retire but i'm uh I um, have a big fear that uh, taking a big hit on my portfolio, and I'm turning 68. My wife will turn 65 this year. What are some suggestions for allocation and diversification of my portfolio? Sound like Jay's done a good job saving over the years, mm -hmm. huh, guys? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, Eric, one of the things that, uh, again, there's probably some information that we would need before to make a, a, you know, a formal um, type of uh, recommendation here. But what I would say is, you know, um, IGC says he got some IRAs and four ways and a couple of annuities. Um, you know, I think it just depends on what are those invested in. And, um, you know, again, like Eric said, everybody's unique. You know, if, if this guy's going to live to he's 105 years old, that's going to be a different recommendation that somebody that's oldest member in their family lived to 72. You know, so, um, you know, I, th I think that longevity is something we have to look at and also have to look at, um, you know, build the income plan so that we can see, you know, how, how tax efficient can we be here? You know, um, these annuities, are they qualified or are they non-qualified? Um, there's just some different things here that we would structure a plan so that we stay as tax efficient as we can. And what we want to do is kind of look at every move marginally because that's how our tax system works is, you know, everything is on top of the next thing. So, um, you know, Jay's got an interesting situation and it sounds like he needs an income plan. He needs an income plan built so he can cover his his, um, his, his monthly bills as he moves into retirement. And that's going to drive how we would diversify it. To, and, uh, and then we would look at his tax situation. So I think Jay's a good candidate for uh, three, if not pretty much all of our first program that we have for clients here. So um, that, that's going to be an interesting case to work through. And, and we'll get back to the show on that and let you know, you know, uh, you know some of the techniques we used on this. All right. We have time for one more question uh, quickly. Alexis in Delaware, getting ready to retire. I currently have a loan on my 401k. My employer tells me it will convert the loan to a withdrawal upon my retirement and will be taxed or penalized if I take money from an IRA to pay off the 401 loan. Would that be considered a rollover since the money's going to go into my 401k? If, uh, if so, would that be subject to uh, penalties from the uh, IRA withdrawal? When it comes to... 
paying off the loan, the employer's automatically going to do that with whatever assets are in that 401k. So what they're saying is before we let you take or roll this money out of the 401k, we're going to have to back out the loan, the amount of the money that you owe to the 401k. Mm -hmm. And so regardless of if she wants to add more funds to that 401k or not, that money's going to still come out of the 401k. And at that point, it will be taxable. So, because that's basically her now saying, okay, I'm, I got this money already, but now I'm going to pay taxes on it because it's no longer going to be a loan. It's going to be an actual distribution from my 401k. Why don't we take a minute and give our listeners that final offer of the day? Yep, Gary, the um, the offer every week is the first 10 callers. We will give a free financial planning report. That could be the entire first process, which means we would give you a fee report, an income plan, a risk assessment, a look at your safe, uh, safety and security features of your uh, uh, retirement assets, and we would also uh, look at your taxes. But, um, you know, again, you don't have to go through the entire uh, process. Maybe you just have a question or two and you want them answered. You got a statement you don't understand, but usually falls under one of those um, one of those individual reports. But again, I think with what we're looking at right now in, in the financial markets, the safety uh, aspect is what I'm looking at right now. And your safe asset report is be probably the recommendation this week. If you have $100,000 or more, um, give us a call. We can kind of show you some ways to take some, some profits off the table that the, the stock market is affording us right now, at the same time, reducing the risk in your portfolio overall. Gary, let me just add, sure, it gives you a chance to possibly earn more and, uh, you know, gives you that opportunity. Because if, if you do have money in, in, uh, allocated over to bonds or to CDs, you know, if that's what represents the safe portion of your portfolio, then chances are you're not making a whole lot on that right now. And so we can give you a couple ideas on how to get you a better opportunity for growth to keep up with inflation. And I think that Mark and I, we, we could sit down with you, review the, the assets that at least in that portion of your portfolio and give you a, a couple ideas on how you could possibly get that cranked, you know, cranked up a little bit higher than one or 3% per year, which isn't really helping you a whole lot. No, that's for and, sure. Uh, All right. Yeah. Sit down and talk to Mark McKinney, Eric Siebold, Novus Financial Group. Uh, boy, a lot of information just packed into today's show of the uh, Financial Insider. And again, uh, that number before we go, 800-654-3234, 800-654-3234. Thirty-two, thirty-four. Mark and Eric, it's been a pleasure. I look forward to sitting down and talking to you gentlemen next week. Thanks, Gary. Sounds good, Have Gary. a great week. The hour went by really fast. Investment advisory services offered through Novus Financial Group. Mark McCanny, Eric Seabolt, and their guests provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Novus Financial Group. By contacting Novus Financial Group, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.